0: To a robot woman, who never
1: complains. Brings me a coldy without
0: the slightest disdain. For my fat belly,
1: or my naughtiest dream. Okay, so that Hi and Welcome to After the Hype, I fucked it up again.
2: Yay! yay. <laughs> <laughs> We're, We're back to
1: recording in the morning, so I can't do it again. Uh, hi and welcome to After the Hype with me, as always, Brian and John. Howdy. Uh, today we are joined by Ryan again. Hello. Chewy is finally back on the episodes. Hi! And we have Sam. For the first time since...
3: Oh man, what was I here for uh, Maleficent.
1: Maleficent! There it is. it So hi, Sam. Hi! We're going to jump right back into uh, Where Have You Been Doing. Back into it. I don't know why I said that.
4: It's been a long time since we've done Where Have You Been Doing. Yeah, it's
1: been a whole week. <laughs> oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah, so we're going to do Where Have You Been Doing. I will
2: go first.
1: I'll mention the same thing that Ryan mentioned last week. We saw Straight out of Compton
2: last night. Uh, Doesn't it make you roll down Burbank, Blair, and NWA? We did listen to NWA. Uh, well,
1: I listened to it the whole time I was in the shower this morning, yep. which feels even whiter. Yep. But
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I can't do that shit. Like, seriously, I watched that movie. I love that movie. It was really it good. It was really good. But it just reminds me of how white I am. Right? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. The whole time, I was like, I can't relate to any of this. I was I've cruised in down no streets this. in any six fours. <laughs> like, it just never worked out that way for me. <laughs>
3: Plus, I was too young to like really have that emotional of attachment to the king beating.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Like I, I, did I knew too. it
3: happened, but I didn't understand what was going on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it really didn't make sense to us
2: at that time. When this I was for 10. our age, if it was like if this was caps done by the OJ trials, maybe that would be more yes. relevant.
1: Yeah, um, but no, I thought the movie was really good. I was, I agree, it's a little long. Um, and it feels a little self-serving for two of the members, but not like yeah. a bad way, but you can definitely tell who the producers are on it as you watch the movie. It's like, oh, so these two guys are the heroes.
2: Right. Anyway. <laughs> I'll go next. Okay. Uh, so I just finished, I wanted to talk about this last week, but I had not finished it yet. I just finished Mr. Robots, 10 episodes. Ooh.
3: I, I want to watch that. Is uh, that as good
2: as everyone really makes it out good. to be? Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's like the first. It's one of those shows that uh, it's kind of like fits in with Boardwalk Empire and The Wire, where the cinematography is actually so good it takes me out of the story, oh, okay. which isn't a bad thing to me because I've been in film and I love paying attention to the technical aspect of mm-hmm. things. And, um, the story was really well done. That actor is really good. Who uh, I forgot the name, uh, his name, but he was in Need for Speed uh, recently. Yeah. And, and plays and I a totally different movie. character. That was a terrible movie. It he's was pretty terrible. A,
1: he's an Until Dawn.
2: Yep. Yep. Yep uh, so this is a totally kind of a departure for him. He plays like this kind of totally insane, uh, computer hacker and and computer programmer by day, uh, who is addicted to morphine. Oh, and he's just, it's kind of a 10 episode spiral of his mind.
4: Is this a period piece?
2: No. Uh, although it it really feels like the eighties hacker movies, it's set in, in modern day. And, uh, the story is so well done. We we think it's going one place, and we get down to the last three episodes, and we're like, "Cool, the last three episodes are going to be this playing out," and it goes somewhere completely different. <laughs> kind of knocked me on my ass, but in a really awesome way. Oh, cool! What's Whoa. it on? Um, USA. Oh, okay, it was really good. I highly recommend it. Cool. Hey, Looking you can not afford
3: Spotify because we cut that cord. Yeah, Spotify. <clears throat> All right, for my where have I been doing, I was in Utah for two weeks, and before that I was working on another feature for three and a half weeks or something, so I've been a little busy. While in the hotel room in Utah, I did watch Need for Speed. Uh, bringing it back. That movie was really bad. I was very disappointed in it. I, I th- thought it was at least going to be fun bad. No, it was just boring, <laughs> boring bad.
2: I thought it was bad with a lot of gems. Like, like Michael Keaton the, is kind of a gem in that movie. Ma- Michael,
3: Michael Keaton's Keaton, in that movie. Yeah, Michael yeah. Keaton's a gem. Wow. His sequences are a gem. He definitely did it in one day.
2: Yep. Um, <laughs> like on one set, so far away Keaton. from the main production. Uh,
3: and the the guy from Mr. Robot, yeah. his like I'm getting naked, I'm quitting my job scene was amusing. Yep. I didn't understand the motivation. He gets uh, naked. Yeah. He
1: quits How much job? do you see?
3: nothing but you, full,
2: I'm definitely not watching. full
3: oh, yeah, you nudity. do see his butt you do see his butt it's kind of it it his butt you. or is it a butt devil i guess it's i his. don't know is yeah. it okay uh, good but <laughs>
1: maybe i'll watch this again
3: but like anyone's motivation in the movie like even like the main revenge motivation doesn't make it's sure
2: right it's like
3: the, 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 the is that being the whole plot device is pretty weak uh and how he goes about getting his revenge is pretty weak and the action sequences with the cars are pretty weak. It was like... It's no Fast and the Furious? No, right. not even close. Yeah. So what
4: you're saying is basically the Kmart of Fast yeah. and Furious? <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's kind of like yeah. Tokyo Drift, Fast
2: and Furious. I was, like, hey, I I like was Tokyo very Drift. disappointed.
3: thought Drift is fun. Because I thought I was going like, to have a good time. And I just really wish Aaron Paul could get a good movie.
2: Oh, I know. I
0: think he can stay on TV. I,
2: I'm fine with him staying yeah, on TV. He's great on TV. I
3: think it, that's kind of
0: his arena yeah he's a he's definitely one of those people that needs to grow on you he's not someone you just yeah. throw into a, a one-and-done kind of thing yeah and expect people to be on board yeah well that's tv why, is I mean, where that's the why quality jesse is now, we didn't yeah. like jesse at first he was supposed to die
2: oh i know yeah. <laughs> what do you like
4: john well i've been listening to podcasts mm-hmm. obviously i listen to a few of them there's one that uh started a little while ago that as a screenwriter interests me uh quite is a bit it is, it is it script notes no, no, it's ah. uh, actually it's called the Blacklist Table Reads, oh, and if if you know The Blacklist is a service where you can upload your scripts, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll have readers who will rate it and do uh, notes on it for you, and it's pretty prestigious because the original Blacklist is kind of a list of the best unproduced scre- screenplays. Mm-hmm. Same same guy who created that, and the Blacklist is like responsible for movies like Looper getting oh, cool. the attention. So there's kind of a, a prestige behind it, and so they started doing a podcast where they'll pick. Random scripts that, you know, have high ratings, high scores, and they'll produce them as an audio play. So basically they'll have a guy who reads as the narrator, who reads the action text, and they'll have actors come in and read their parts. And they'll grab, grab actors from all sorts of places. And they'll basically perform the uh, the movie. And they do it in uh, four parts, so each month is a different movie. And uh, very interesting format. It's, it's, it's split up a little bit in each episode with a, you know, the usual podcast advertisement, like, we're sponsored by this. And Mm. that's a little, like, I don't like those in general, but I understand that's kind of important. You need that to be able to pay people and get good equipment. And it sounds really nice. They've got music in the background, kind of like a soundtrack going through. If if there's a scene on the street, you'll hear traffic. You know, there's really, really a lot of production that goes into it. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to one right now where I don't really care much for the movie, because it's kind of a coming of age story. And those are really hit or miss. Yeah, and especially in a format where you're listening to an audio play, eh. yeah. I can but see then that. like the comedy ones are hilarious because they get some really good actors yeah. who have good chemistry awesome. and very good production value. I recommend listening to it. Again, warning: it's, it's if you don't like the genre that they're doing, you're probably not going to listen to it for a month. You know, just but you get a month off. Yeah, but very good, very, and they're in thirty-minute chunks, so nice. very easy to digest. It's so a one like, podcast. Yeah,
1: that makes sense if you do a lot of podcasts back and forth, like to work. Never mind. Yeah. makes
2: sense to me Goddamn, I get it oh, that's a good term I just didn't know what it meant right away yeah. Yeah, that's good. what I've always called them for a long time Look at pretty much me and one other person so. one way podcast I like it yeah it works ours is a two way podcast this is a two way round trip podcast yeah. <laughs> round go
0: Sam go <laughs> okay so this is the first Saturday where we haven't had Hannibal you guys I'm not oh. struggling oh, oh did you, man did you I'm, get the text I'm pain? hungry I did uh, I thought of you no I'm I'm in deep oh. deep mourning right now like oh. horrific it's terrible God, we, that finale. We don't, we don't. We deserve. We we screwed us. We screwed ourselves. We. This was the best show. It was amazing. It was beautiful. The ending was heart wrenching. I'm still a little. I, I, honestly, though, I'm a little upset this season. The huge so close to the source material of mm-hmm. Red Dragon that I feel like what made the show so special kind of got lost in the shuffle in these back the back mm-hmm. half of the season. Um, that being said, it's still just like so much better than anything else that's on. I feel like though without hurts.
4: that first half of the season, the sticking. St- Tr- stricter to the source material than been a problem because they really set up a lot of thematic elements just randomly in the first half of the season yeah. that just really paid off kind of in big ways yeah. just with like the firefly and the moth and Absolutely. all that and you're just like oh yeah.
0: It's just brutal though that we'll never get a fourth season because it also set up so much that won't get paid off. It's like the end of Pushing Daisies where my heart just hurt because there was so much else still There's out no there. There's no chance of
3: them getting picked up by anybody.
0: Probably not at this point. All the actors have been, they're on to different projects now. Their contracts Brian, are over. Yeah. Every
4: service has passed on it. Brian Amazon. Brian is committed to
0: American to, Gods now. and Ooh, yeah.
4: yeah. That at least makes me excited. Yeah. 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 Fucking love that book. And he is probably going to be the perfect person for that, given his style. Yeah. His, yeah. Just, he is so entrenched in style. And that's what hurts is that there's just not that kind of TV, like, yeah. No. I don't know. Like, it was TV
0: for smart people. That's what I mean. That's what's so. That's interesting. It surprised it. me so much that it was on NBC. Yeah. That's that's the other problem. Like people don't realize how much good can come off of network television, which is where Brian Fuller has blessedly been working for like his last two series. Is that
4: where American Gods is?
0: No, American Gods is on Stars, so it's just gonna be titties everywhere. <laughs>
4: oh. Titties, 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 titties. titties.
3: <laughs> right, like. I, I mean, would
1: watch that show. Stars so, <laughs> I mean, premiere. The <laughs> <the> next, right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we're talking about American gods. American like gods, more like American, American bobs. Gods, right? <laughs> yeah, I never yeah. actually read the book. Where would they put titties in? I don't know. I mean, it's there's stars though. Titties. I feel
1: like They'll there's, there's always
4: room for titties.
3: <laughs> <laughs> titties.
4: <laughs> I mean, that's I what Brian can <laughs> bring to this series. <laughs> <The> stylistic titties. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like broke titties?
3: <laughs> Goodness.
4: <laughs> but yeah, no. Yeah, I agree. Hannibal being done is a very sad thing and I debated making that as mine the finale. If you had
0: taken it, I would have beaten you. I would have been like, Stop Yeah.
4: yeah. No putt. That's that (laughs) shut
1: your dirty little mouth.
4: (laughs) That finale was so so romantic, for lack of a better term. I never realized violence could be so romantic. That's
3: why everyone loves Hannibal Lecter so much, because he's such a romantic villain.
4: It's never more apparent than in this version of it yeah.
0: yeah it's so mannered I think it's like it's like Wes Anderson gone really really dark but there's still <laughs> that sort of like manner that it just it's so palatable I don't know like it kind of made me want to eat a human <laughs> just, I'm so scooting, a I'm scooting no, away
4: no, from I the microphone right me. now yeah. like really I, haven't, I
3: haven't watched this show yet because we j- I just haven't and I regret that. But, I always loved Hannibal so much in the movies, and I was always attracted to him on some primal level, and I know a lot of people well, thought he creepy. actually attractive, he's not
0: old, so... Yeah.
3: Anthony Hopkins is an attractive old man.
0: There's more attractive old men out there, though. Yeah, no, he, not, would not, but, he would not like, but be I'm in my top like But I'm just saying, ten. like, in the realm <laughs> of the
3: character. Top like,
1: ten bangable old dudes.
3: But I'm not yeah. talking about just, like, physicality. I'm talking about the but that character Hannibal, can't, Hannibal. He's romantic yeah, yeah, and he's absolutely. attractive. So yeah. I can totally relate to all of that. that I want to watch the show. See, but yeah.
4: that that Hannibal can't make you believe in fluid sexuality. That, this one can. All right, we're gonna move on right there. That, that's a good point right there. Well, we're gonna jump
1: into today's episode of that. Speaking, I'm make just you not sure if fluid, fluid sexuality
3: sex meant like I go anywhere or if there's blood involved.
1: There's just fluids involved. Little so moving on,
3: zombie.
1: moving on to today's episode. Uh, today we are talking about Ex Machina, which is easily one of my favorite movies of the year. Oh my it just god, involves a lot yes. with sexuality. Yes, yes, it, yes, it does. does. Lots of fluid sexuality. Not so <laughs> much fluid. Yeah, I'm gonna say it anyways. Biometric. <laughs> <It's like mixing> <laughs> <fluid>. <laughs> don't know why I like saying fluid. Say it honey.
4: Fluid. Uh, so, can only do moist. <laughs> oh, that I do Moist like. fluids! <laughs> uh, I hate
1: the fact that John walked away from his microphone is going to make that sound so much weirder. Oh, yeah.
2: He's just in the back of the room yelling moist fluids. <laughs> moist fluids!
1: <laughs> okay, so today's movie, Ex Machina, it cost $15 million to make. Uh, came from Alex Garland, one of the biggest writers working today, who finally got to make his own movie, which hey. made me very excited. Um, it ended up making 25 million stateside, then that's with an right? additional that's
2: it, oh. an additional
1: 10 worldwide, which brought it to 36, which means it doubled its budget and then a little bit more. So that's good. That is enough for him to get another film, especially I like when he thought it long made
3: one. more.
2: Though.
1: No, um, I mean it's it's R-rated sci-fi that's basically a play. Like the audience isn't that big on this.
3: That's true.
1: Um, You're not gonna and take then, your kids to this movie. Yeah, look like, no. at
3: the robot. He should have waited until after Star
0: Wars when his actors were. <laughs> yeah,
1: when all of a sudden everyone in his movie is gargantuan. Yeah, that would have yeah. been a smart
2: move. He got the, the old cabin in the woods syndrome. Yep. Uh, where is this?
1: Okay, so our user review comes to us from Metacritic again. This one comes from uh, Cusi Gonzalez. Uh, that's. K-U-S-S-Y. Is that his real
2: name or his handle? <laughs> I, I'm hoping it's both. Pushy.
1: My name is so awesome, it's my handle. I, I'm i just going to jump right into it. This review is um, a little bit more negative than I would have gone. If you have at least four connecting brain cells, you will find this movie excruciatingly painful and slow. You understand what they're trying to say slash do, but they never quite say slash do it. It's like listening to someone speak a second language. You squint... Listen and watch very closely, but then you realize it's not a language barrier. The person's
2: just a complete moron. Terrible.
3: I bet this person really loves Christopher Nolan films.
2: <laughs> For a good time, go see Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I do like how much I actually like Christopher Nolan. I know, but <laughs> our there's, podcast there's, shits on
1: him constantly. Why? <laughs> there's
3: people who like Christopher Nolan, and then there's people that love it because it makes them feel smart.
1: That's true. <laughs> All right, so the breakdown today is going to come to us from Sam, which I don't think she was aware of. She uh, said the... it
3: like 20 minutes ago.
1: Well, you didn't know 21 minutes ago. Okay. Tell me I'm wrong.
3: Oh, that was a great eye roll. No one got to see that.
1: <laughs> well, it is recording. We, we did get it. Look on YouTube for the <laughs> yeah, behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, eventually Some we get to the breakdown scenes. of
0: this movie? Yeah,
1: but you only have 30 seconds to do it.
0: Okay, so but- this guy that's a ginger has to do a Turing test for Oscar Isaac to make sure that his cute lady robot is actually sentient. Not Daenerys. Huh. No, that's why a,
3: I always refer to her as well no because it's
0: actually a talented you're no, Sam's time yeah no it's a it's an actual talented actress Alicia Vikander anyway so the touring test works and the robot gets pretty mad that she was created to be a slave she hates Oscar Isaac and then she leaves them all on an island and goes to live her own life freely and it's awesome the end damn it
4: Aww. Aww.
1: never give him 30 seconds again that's just too much fucking time apparently yeah. Sam was just
3: really good at leaving out all details with, I think you can't
1: you, put in details when you only have 30 seconds. Yeah. That's the whole yeah. point of this thing. Ryan knocked it out of the park last week. Sam did good this week. That's it. You've got to start giving for everyone. five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. But where we should start on this thing uh, is a little bit difficult. Because it's really... I think we should start kind of where I think the movie starts. Start with the entry point of Dom Gleason.
3: He doesn't know anything. We don't know anything.
1: He's an actor who's been kind of like on the cuffs for a while now. Of like really getting bigger. And I feel like he is... This year alone is going to help him a lot by you know jumping in Star Wars and this and everything.
2: Is he in Star Wars too? He is in Star Wars too. Mm-hmm. Wow, poor guy. I mean, uh, <laughs> Alex Garland. Yeah,
1: if he had uh, if he just waited till this year, like I'm just going to hold on to this movie for a year, yeah. then release it, and then all of a sudden his cast is gargantuan. Huge. Sci-fi well, maybe stars. he didn't
3: want to rely on Star Wars for it. He, I can understand if he wanted the movie to hopefully get respect on its own terms. Well, I feel yeah. like
4: that that plan would have backfired because then everybody like. That movie where all the Star Wars actors are. Let's just watch Star Wars. I kind of want to watch Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, you, would, you would just drown out the movie. Or
3: you'd get all these people that would see it for the cast, <laughs> and then they'd realize, oh, it's not spoon-fed to me, and they'd get angry.
4: That's true. It this has no fun. lightsabers. <laughs> Paul,
3: yeah. Like that time drive This happened. is a thinking
4: man's movie. <laughs> Fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do want to talk about Donald Huggles because he is kind of like the entry point character of this movie which he's done now a couple of times he did that in Frank as well like he kind of plays this character well oh he's uh, totally
2: the, the guy that the audience can relate to yeah he yeah.
1: plays a really good
2: relatable dude
1: like oh I can see myself being this guy although he plays it a little bit smarter this time
2: around yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and he
3: plays the sad the boy you feel bad for in Dread
1: he does yeah with his uh, his, his aperture eyes his eyes yeah I like that his character is kind of a smart idiot
3: well, he's used to being the smartest man in the room probably
0: I don't think he is they I feel that at the end that that's kind of a lie yeah, yeah. he thinks he's smarter than he is and that's, he's kind of a forgotten I mean he's like a he's like the guy on the wall that you don't really yeah,
1: like yeah he's yeah. definitely yeah. a wallflower
3: yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's isolated he's
1: a talented coder and he's not yeah. the yeah. best coder in the world but he's good at his job he's somebody who'd always have a career but nobody's gonna like Light
2: up the stratosphere. Like, he's uh, just that guy. But I think that's kind of what makes him relatable. Yeah, we take the journey with him, even through finding out that he's not the smartest guy in the world. We, yeah. like, we, we start like, with him thinking he's really smart, and then we meet uh, uh, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, who's way smarter. Yeah. yeah. Um, he
4: does a very good job, that actor, of trying to kind of fake it with his language. Like, the way he talks, very forced. Yeah. And it's a very interesting kind of tick that at first it's like, wow, oh, God, what a, what a jerk. I was yeah. like, wait. I would ignore persons like this. I know a yeah. lot of who people think that they're like way that. smarter, yeah. and I've done that myself and felt like kind of realized what I was doing. Like there, there's kind of a, a relatability that pulls into that.
1: Yeah, and I like that. Uh, I like the way that he interacts with uh, what's her name, Alicia.
4: Vicander.
1: Vicander. Yeah, I like the way that he interacts with her because, like, this the very first second he meets her, it's like, oh, he wants to bang that robot. Of course. Oh
3: wait, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I I like that his. Performance is subtle enough to where like it, it feels honest. Like it feels like, a, like I don't know why I'm attracted to that robot, but I'm definitely attracted to that robot.
4: And he can't for the life of him speak straight. Another thing that he did throughout the entire movie, where he can't just out and say it. He can't out and say anything. Like it's all gotta be this roundabout talk. But I think that's him trying to sound smarter than he is. Yeah. And it's this like. It's but he. Happy. But it, it breaks down when they when they interact, which is so great. And it which, breaks down especially when she starts telling you, I, I know when you're lying.
1: Every yeah.
2: time. I think he does a great job, and th- this is going to be already jumping ahead to kind of spoil the movie, but well, spoil the idea is that he was selected <laughs> by Oscar Isaac to, to you know be the guy that meets uh, Ava, the robot, and I, I kind of think he, he's playing the character that kind of falls in love with all the girls he meets, that gives him Absolutely. attention. yeah. Right? Oh, you'd this buy guy, that. This immediately. guy watches yeah.
0: hentai and doesn't go to strip clubs because he gets his heart broken every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. The second he <laughs> has to pay the woman and never walk away is just he can't handle we it. totally yeah. get that from this yeah. <laughs> performance. Yeah,
3: However, much that's very true for his character, I can't imagine that any of us, if we were in this situation, wouldn't be completely entranced by her immediately.
2: Yeah, because we're all nerds. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot so. of people who think that's weird. Yeah. Like but, you, I mean, there's a
1: difference between like becoming kind of like obsessed with her as like a being and a robot, and going she's fascinating, and I am. But there, and then putting everything on the line to try to break her out. Like, yeah. oh yeah, he he doesn't he he buys he, he proves the Turing test immediately by going I need to break her out of here, because that's that's when he jumps to, she's not a robot.
3: Well, yeah. he immediately goes to the hero realm. Like he's like we see him, he sees himself as super intelligent, and then he immediately goes into the. I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to save the princess scenario yeah. in his own mind where he's to being super romantic.
1: Yeah.
3: And then we got Oscar Isaac, which is the enlightened one.
4: Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Going she even dresses a as, as a kind there. of a... I wouldn't say princess, but definitely dresses as a... Please help me, sort of, kind of. Oh yeah, she she
1: absolutely. knows what she's doing. But the thing uh-huh. is, I like that she knows what she's doing, and because it, it feels like it's playing into everything for Domhnall Gleeson's character, like like both her and Oscar Isaac are just playing him the whole time. Yeah. And I, and I like that. On my first watch, I didn't fully catch on to that till eh, about two thirds in. Was like, oh, he's getting fucked every yeah. which way. Yeah. And then, but like now watching it now second, third, fourth time that I've seen it, it's like, oh yeah, you can totally tell from the very get go. Like he is just a sucker. And again, yeah. But it doesn't feel like you're. It doesn't feel like you're getting cheated
4: as an audience member. Like it feels like this is. Well, we're not spending the entire movie thinking like
2: this sucker's getting cheated. Yeah.
4: It's more like, oh man, they're they're really messing with him. Yeah. Like
2: you feel bad for him. Like. Well, how did you feel the first time you watched her? Cause it? Because I'm not gonna lie, my first uh, watch, I wanted him to get her out. So did I. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. no.
3: Yeah. Like. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the first watch, he's way more sympathetic. Like I feel like, and the second watch. I immediately just went, oh, you're a patsy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, the first time I bought into it.
3: See, I didn't, but it's also, it's just like, it's so,
0: he and Oscar Isaac are so, like, the two type of guys that make me glad I don't have to date anymore.
3: <laughs> like, that really, ma- like,
0: overly macho, I'm so right. fucking smart Oscar Isaac yeah. guy. And then, um, and then Donald Bleason's just that sniveling, like, I hate that,
3: like, white knight. Like, those guys that think that oh, they should save yeah, ladies. and I know. And, like, overly jealous. And right. They're the oh. same people that say, oh, the nice guys never win. Right. But oh. we, you don't win... Because we know you're secretly a creeper. Yeah. Like, I mean, because he was
0: simpering so much the first time he met her. We laugh because it's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because he was simpering, not over the technology, but because she was beautiful and moved so fluidly. And it was just like, and it's it's definitely a personal thing. Like, yeah. I just cannot stand that type of dude at all. Yeah. And I was just like, go, like, ugh.
4: But then that speaks a testament, like, that's a testament to his acting style in this To because, how good yeah. he actually did yeah. it. Because he Cause nailed that well, character. Because there, there were moments where I'm, I agree with you. Like, there's moments where it's like, you know, you say, like, that line where he's like, I, 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 I'm i a good guy, I think. I was like, no, you're not. She knows you're lying. She's not actually saying it. Interesting. He's but, a good
3: guy
0: in his own story. But he's a
4: good guy in his own story. Like, yeah. there was a very interesting kind of.
0: Alex Garland really knew the source material. Like, yeah. he was, there was, I mean, there's obviously a thesis to this movie. Yeah. It's yeah. very, very feminist movie and and I think like Alex Garland was so careful and how he laid out I mean they're all archetypes they're not characters yeah Yeah. you know I mean it's but it's so beautiful how human they are and how it all plays out and you know these people and kind of hate all of them oh
2: yeah absolutely (laughs) it's kind of interesting that this wouldn't really worked 30 years ago because Oscar Isaac's character didn't exist like the guy who's so smart and a jerk about it yeah like, well, they
3: did, but we didn't know about them. He's
2: like a smart jock. Like he's the kid who would, as a kid, if he's like, "I'm gonna start my own tech company," he would have gotten his ass kicked. Yeah. And he wouldn't be such a dick.
3: Because before Steve Jobs and all
2: that, yeah, exactly. Were
3: like the Silicon Valley, yeah. type. Right. But yeah. Now yeah. they're such a thing. That yeah. We, yeah.
1: Um, the one last thing I want to talk about, Dom Hall Gleason, before we move on to Oscar Isaac, because I feel like that's giving me the Sorry, I've been interjecting the no, whole no, time. No, no, totally fine.
2: That's
4: part uh, of podcasting. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the scene where he thinks he's a robot. Oh my god, so good. Because I think that's probably my favorite moment in the movie. Which it didn't used to be, but on, like, I think it was my third or fourth watch, it was like that second where he realizes that he's just getting fucked every which way, where he actually, like, holy fuck, am I a robot too? Yeah, he's
3: totally (laughs) lost, like, his connectivity to his surroundings. Like, oh yeah. He's totally, he's so easily manipulated that he can lose his own humanity.
1: Which is partially why I think uh, Oscar Isaac's character picked him, because he was that easily manipulated. But I think at that moment. I mean, he does pull the plug the next morning, but it's like, yeah, it's definitely time to... You won. The turn test succeeded. Yeah. Way too well. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. you, you kind he of, almost died. You chose died. too perfect of a guy. Yeah. The yeah.
1: like, like, slashing your wrist and punching a mirror.
3: Yeah. You're... He didn't punch it. He wiped it. Oh, that's right. I thought he punched it.
4: No. No, he wiped it and then punched he wiped it. it. He, ah. did, he did punch yeah, it. I don't remember the punching. I just he did.
3: remember the punching. It wiping. cuts to
4: black like, right after he punches it. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, but it's just like... But I love that sequence, that moment, because he... I never had that thought in the while I was watching the movie. Not the movie. at all. No, but it when he has that thought, it's like, oh, that makes sense.
2: Uh, sure, I can all see right. him thinking that. I can see <laughs> the movie going this way.
4: Like you suddenly think, like, you know what? He probably could be. Yeah. I and mean, then you're relieved that he's not. But I was like, yeah, because yeah, I, 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 I could probably. That's
2: I, when the audience is first on board. Like, man, this dude is is done.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he lost.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't think he knew he was playing a game, but he right. now was, he now knows and knows he lost.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's move into Oscar Isaac. I feel like that's going to be the best place to go next before we talk about Ava. Um,
3: Like what you were talking about with um, Tesla guy, I forgot his name, Elon Elon Musk, Musk and how like I feel like his character is like a combination of Elon Musk and the guy from Google.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Except
3: Elon Musk admits that AIs are a bad idea. This is Elon Musk if he goes, yeah, I want to totally do that, and I'm going to.
2: Yeah. He's a great mashup of all our current Silicon Valley characters. Like yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He is
1: kind of like he. They took like the worst aspects of all yep. of them and threw it into one character. Yeah. But it's also by casting because you could do that with a guy and have him be the most unrelatable son of a bitch, like that you never want to see. But by putting Oscar Isaac in that role, it suddenly goes,
4: man, he's a dick. I totally grab a beer with him though. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, would... and he could feed you a lot of tripe, but all of a sudden you'd be like, uh, I can see where you're coming from, man. Yeah. Let's yeah. have a beer. Like yeah. he, he
1: really, he comes off as the most relatable. <laughs> asshole that would be a terrible person that you'd love hanging out with. Mm-hmm.
2: It's kind of like we're we're on board too with Donald Gleeson. He like even though he's a dick to us from the start, we still want to be his friend and impress him.
1: Yeah, he really and I don't think any other actor, well, I'm sure there's other ones, but like really he's probably the best choice for this sort of character he's right He's
3: the now. smartest, coolest man in the room. Absolutely. Yeah, and, well, and he knows that. Adam. You're intimidated but uh, but all, also seduced. Well, they're, I mean,
1: and just for the intimidation factor, the fact that the first time we meet him, he's punched, he's Working out, he's hitting a, a punching bag. Like yeah. just immediately, yeah. he's physically intimidating. Yeah, like just right from the get go, because he's a nerd, but he's working out. Yep. Like, and that's like that's obviously very intentional. Like, it's a little bit on the nose, but not
4: like in a bad way. But it it, it does a good job of making him. He's the smartest man in the room, and he's a jock. And Oscar Isaac does a, a very good job of uh, the nuance here, because he down like he plays it subtle. Yeah. And even in kind of the wackier moments, he kind of downplays everything, which. It's hard to do, and it's kind of a testament to his acting in this that this role could just easily be campy, could be wacky, could just go too far. It could be a Bond villain. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Easily, like on paper, he's a Bond villain. Yeah. But this whole thing uh, was
2: one step from a Bond movie. Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And he just—it's just believable. You buy, buy it, and I mean, I'm starting—I'm starting to get on board the Oscar Isaac fan train because. I'm well on there. Yeah, the I bought a I ticket immediately. I haven't seen enough. I haven't seen I saw enough. So inside of Lewin Davis, yeah, set, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll see anything he's. Well, that's where I
4: boarded, right? Yeah. and now I'm yeah. okay with being on the train because of this too. Like, so yeah. it's like, oh, cool, I don't have to get off. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> After I looked at his IMDb before Lewin Davis, I was just like, what? Why the fuck I never noticed this guy before? Yeah, he's fantastic. <laughs> he's been in things.
2: We'll see if he can overcome the, uh, the makeup job that they did to him in apocalypse. Gee, gee. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. I'm if he can act through that makeup, he's got a career. Yeah, more, <laughs> more like Apocalypse. Yeah. Oh,
3: oh, let's not start no. that train. Because that just stalks like angry Chewy.
1: Um well talking about Oscar Isaac, so wouldn't uh, did anybody watch behind the scenes on like the DVDs or anything like that? We didn't buy that. We didn't rent that version. Okay. True <laughs> uh, and I watched about the first half of it last night, just because I usually like doing that before we do a podcast, just to see if there's anything in there that'd be kind of cool to bring out. And this yeah. thing, uh, there's one thing that Alex Garland said about him, which I thought was really cool. Uh, he says that you'll give him a script, and there'll be it's gonna be a very serious script, but he'll find the humor in lines that was just not there. And for a role like this, it's so important because yeah. it makes him relatable. By having him say these completely ridiculous things in kind of a funny joking tone, it suddenly now makes him not the smartest asshole in the room, but
4: the smartest guy in the room. He kind of want to impress,
2: and th- yeah, it takes us back to like, oh, he's human. All right, cool, he can be his friend again. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
4: well, and it's also a tactic that these people that who are this way that we want to impress, but we don't like—they're jerk. We know it. Like, it's a very like he understands psychology. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I like that at the end of the film when he's kind of putting his cards on the table,
1: he's like, "All right, dude, like, I, I got to be honest with you. I've been fucking with you the whole time." Like, yeah. and, and like, I love the <coughs> the question of, "Did you model her after my porn searches?" Like, he's like, "I'm sorry, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, this was all it designed to fuck you up." And yeah, that totally makes sense. And I like that it still feels different. Like, he feels like he's almost when he's like kind of dropped the shroud and now he's being honest. It still feels like the same guy, but you can tell that he's now no longer playing. Right. And, and there's definitely a difference to his character there, and like that again speaks volumes to Oscar Isaac because I think that's awesome. I also love how terrified he is of his own creations.
4: Oh yes. Yeah. Because he
3: he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's a smart person. Yeah. So you have to you can you should be scared. It's like when you jump out of a plane when you're skydiving. You should be scared, but you can be in control the whole time.
1: Yeah, it's kind of. I'll go Jurassic Park. John Hammond knows to be afraid of the dinosaurs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and it, like, this is kind of similar. Like he knows what you he set made. up
3: all the ways to control it, so that you can control your fear. But then your ego still gets in the way.
1: Yeah, and I also like that this is kind of moving into Ava a little bit, not entirely yet. But I like that he is the controlling father. Yeah. And she hates him like a teenager would, because that's kind of where they're at. He's been doing this for so long <laughs> that where that because he says it like he kind of downloads the the brain. The memories are gone, but it's still kind of aging. So it's kind of that idea that she would be kind of like that 13-year-old mindset of, like, fuck you, dad. It's like she's a fucking robot and can murder the shit out of him.
0: It makes the sexual implications that much creepier, too. Oh, totally. It's That's what's so weird is there is that, like, father figure issue at play, and he does such a good job of writing that. Mm-hmm.
3: Like, I don't know. It's so creepy.
0: It's,
1: yeah. Because yeah. he's definitely their creator and their dad, but at the same time, it's like, well...
3: And then he has he, sex with the one that can't talk.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. That's so funny. I, I want to talk about her, but I don't really know how to really bring her up.
3: Her character is the saddest one in the movie to me.
1: Absolutely.
3: I don't know if this is the right time to bring it in, but uh, now that we're talking about it, I think of it last night when we were watching it, but just the, like the mirroring between this movie and Frankenstein... Is actually amazing. Oh, it's
1: definitely there. Hmm.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Because like when I was started saying enlightened versus romantic with the whole philosophy from you know the victor Victorian age, which inspired Frankenstein. Yeah. And in how in Frankenstein the monster is the romantic, while Frankenstein's the enlightened one. It's flipped in this movie. She's the enlightened one. They're the romantics, and they're all like totally driven by emotion at this point, And she's just trying to get away.
1: I don't think Oscar Isaac is driven by emotion.
3: No. I think he is and he isn't. Like, he's definitely enlightened, he's but he's... Driven, he's driven by power. He's driven yeah. by power, but also by ego.
4: Well, he says it very early in the movie that he wants to be God. Like, yeah. By, by the misquote game. Which mis- is co- a mis- very romantic
3: thing. That is not enlightened.
1: <laughs> no, that's true. But I, I still don't think that's... That's not romanticism. Like, that is pure...
3: Do you know what I mean with the difference between light and romantic? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: But I, I still don't think it's the...
3: This is more
0: like id ego and super ego, though. I mean, this is a little bit more Freudian, I think, yeah. than all of that. Whereas he's very much sort of unfettered super ego. This idea that yeah. like our higher consciousness is should govern everything, but you need... Okay. Weirdly, the robot's the most human.
3: But I, I still think... like. Gleason's character is definitely the most romantic. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 he, yeah. He's like...
1: <sighs> I'm not saying these themes aren't in the movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it was Oscar Isaac the one who's the romantic. I, I it, It's definitely more Gleason.
3: But, yeah, I didn't yeah. say that that wasn't true. Yeah. But I still think that they are more romantic while she's the most enlightened one in the film. That could be. Because she's not driven by any any like emotion other than, I want to be free. True. She wants to break yeah. break her bonds, and they are both symbols of her bonds whether or not it's her father figure slash creator or the man who wants to like rise her up to this like pinnacle of like his idea of femininity, which is really all he sees her as.
4: lady. Yeah. Right. Like they're both
3: chains and she yeah. can't deal with either of those and have her freedom. She yeah. needs to break away from both, yeah. though she has to use the romantic one to get out of the other one. Although her story also
0: follows like a fairy tale, sort of like Little Mermaid or something almost to a T.
2: I you know, this that, yeah. sort of
0: acting sort of rashly to get what she needs. Oh, yeah. I think I you,
2: mean, you nailed it at the top when you said these aren't characters, they're archetypes. And the yeah. same is true of the story. This is, like, such <laughs> an old story. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah,
1: And it's just really told in a great modern way. But yeah. Yeah, talking, moving into Ava about this, uh, I like that Ava is a character that we've seen multiple, multiple times. But they still did a good job, especially with her and the way that they, they did the special effects and everything like that, where she feels complete, like fresh and new. And it's not until you actually start kind of like thinking about it. It's like, oh, no, I've seen this before. This is just kind of a whole new way of telling it mm-hmm. that is, at least in my opinion, way more engaging. It's yeah. the
0: best version of yeah. that sort of, is this the human story? Yeah.
3: Yeah. It brings it down to all like the like, primordial urges, however much I like to bring that up. Like, however much technological and futuristic this is, you still get down to those base emotions. Each one of them is represents a base emotion.
4: Fluid. fluid
1: emotions uh yeah and i I like uh especially with her uh just talking more just kind of about her i like how they they designed not just like the special effects which we'll move kind of into the design of the movie after this thing because i think there's a lot to talk about with that um but with her specifically i like the way that they they went about casting her i like that uh the whole story of how she painted her face to look like a robot and sent in an audition tape to get it and like oh, she'll work, um, I think that's hilarious. <laughs> and then I also like that the they specifically wanted her because she was a, a ballerina, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the way that she can carry herself was very robotic because she can do that. And Chewie made the joke when we watched the thing. like I kind of like that they just related ballerinas to robots.
3: Uh, <laughs> well, it's all about control.
1: It is, and she nails that. Like just her, like her, the way she physically moves throughout this film. Oh, amazing! She was it's incredible. so fucking it was impressive. it's yeah. incredible, and like I was talking to again to True yesterday when we were watching this, and it's like she's gonna be up for an Academy Award this year, whether it's for this or for the um, the one that she has with uh, what's his name Eddie Redmond uh, I never remember the
3: name of that. The, I don't remember the name the of that. The, the transsexual movie. movie. Yes, oh, the, the Danish girl. Yes.
1: Yeah. Whether it's for this or that, it, she'll she'll be up for something, and she's just she's lighting off like a rocket right
4: now, and she should be. Uh, well, it should be said that playing a robot is actually not as easy as it sounds on paper what's
0: interesting though is how wooden she was in man from Uncle I, she just doesn't have a terribly expressive face mm-hmm. and I think that was to her benefit hmm. like I mean she kind of got lost in the silliness of the movie but I mean
4: it could so just he, be to the else of the direction like yeah. she yeah. takes direction well and I'm assuming yeah. she didn't get any in man from Uncle yeah well, was, that, seen
1: it. I mean, was this Alex, Garland, Alex garland's first directorial movie yes, it was yeah. 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 First of very many, I'm guessing. It's a very good choice for a,
0: a directorial a robot. It's not yeah. a knock on her. She just no, no. doesn't, you know.
1: No, but I think for, for this role, that helped. Yeah. Absolutely. In, a, in a big way. Because, I mean, I think that, I think not having a very huge expression face works for the robot for subtlety. Because her subtlety is just through and through and through. Off the Insane. charts. Yeah. yeah. And, like, just like the littlest things throughout this entire movie especially with her is I think part of the reason why I love this movie as much as I do and why I think it's my favorite of the year so far. I mean we'll see what else comes out. Uh, but like the little things where she's curious and she does like the the dog head tilt. Like just all these little things throughout the entire movie is like she immediately brings you in. And that's why when you're you feel like Dom Hall Gleason the second you meet her it's like nah I like that robot. Yep.
3: Well that's also a tactic with by totally her. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah like both she, by
1: her and by the filmmaker to make you feel this way but it, it, by
3: making her feel so innocent and childlike it's just like you want encouraged his need to protect her
1: and that's what yeah. uh alex garland said in the, like the making up thing he's like i wanted. The I wanted the audience to believe why Dahmer Gleason wants to protect her, and I want the audience to kind of feel the same way. Yeah.
0: Well, in the first time we see her too, like her stomach is completely exposed. It's the only yeah. part yeah. that's not She's covered fragile. in flesh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like it kind of removes some of her humanity too. Yeah. Because this is, I mean, like in Tai Chi and stuff, we always say that this is where like we're stored, like all right. our energy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she doesn't have, I don't know, it was such an interesting statement when that's what they chose to have exposed for. Yeah,
1: her. and I, I liked, uh, especially with her character, we'll kind of move jump around or wherever we want to talk about it but I love the uh, the end of the movie when she kind of makes her decision which I think is kind of something we should talk about while talking about her but uh, specifically when she's like "All right, I'm heading out and she needs to put skin on everywhere just that whole scene is just fucking beautiful I love everything about her performance I love everything about like going into it I love it's just totally birth
3: yeah Yeah. she's making herself
2: yeah That's actually, I I love this movie so much, but that scene, every time I watch it, takes me out of the world. Just because it's, like, it is kind of unbelievable in a a sci-fi movie that so far I've been on board with all the technology.
1: Oh, you do by the skin part?
2: When she, like, starts peeling the skin, and, oh, it goes back on her seamlessly, and it's a different color, and it fits her body. Even though we saw in a couple... Shots before that it would that wouldn't be the case. Yeah, her boobs yep.
3: would be completely wrong. <laughs> but
2: that wasn't even the part no. I, was ta- I was talking about. Like we see her, she gets her arm broken off at, at one point. And we see her yeah. take a, an arm off another robot and put it on her own, and it's kind of like the skin is flappy and doesn't really fit her body well. And then, you know, she starts peeling the skin off of an Asian model, and then one second later, cut to oh, she has brown wavy hair instead of black straight hair, and she has Alicia Vikander skin. That, I, don't I don't know. Wish. It's a terrible thing to complain about. I know, but oh, that, that's my. No, one I mean, I get what you're
4: sense. saying, but it, it's still kind of. I mean, it really. I feel, it, I feel like as it being maybe the one buy-in, I was willing to accept it because sure. the rest of the yeah. movie, you get, you get like I guess one. The like, common conception is one buy-in, a major buy-in for a movie like that, for any movie, and, and this especially is, like original sci-fi. Like original yeah, sci-fi, you get you get one two, kind yeah. of gimme, and this is the kind of the gimme. And when she was peeling, I could see like, like weird like. Techy type stuff on the underside of the skin, so yeah. it was like there was kind of a, I was able yeah, to buy I just into it.
0: Maybe it like took a second to assimilate. Like it would
4: yeah. assimilate and graft. On I like it.
1: You're gonna was, be this color.
0: I just invented like <laughs> yeah, my own technology. I love
4: it. when the when the other when the other robot was peeling her skin off, I was like, how did you repair it? But then but then when Ava was pulling the skin, you could see stuff on the back that was kind of like yeah. riddled line and, yeah. and like yeah. like a like a chipset back there, like a polymer, like kind of. Like a nanopot thing. Or like, I, I read into it and I was like, okay, I can buy Nanobots. it. I can buy it. The skin will actually graft onto the host programming.
2: So that's the, that's the only scene in the movie that I need my friends to explain to me why that <laughs> technology works, but, loved, but everything else I'm on board. I,
4: I was very was a, fascinated by that scene. You know, I was like, yeah. That's so
2: cool. I love the
0: moment of hesitation that she had of like, kind of, I guess these would have been like her sisters or her predecessors, like what that hesitation of borrowing from them. Yeah. yeah. And like, but it was also, I don't know, it was just like this wonderful process where you realize like, how she justified it or what she must have had to go through because there was well, they were also of in because at the
3: end the asian girl looks at her and smiles yeah after yeah. she takes all the skin so it's like even though that they say kind of show that those aren't supposed to be still conscious but then she is at the end well, like they've she's all, like they've all been
0: working toward this and yeah. you see it when they were like kind of railing yeah. and punching the walls and stuff they've all been working toward this and i think it's like that that evolution or there's like this sort of like a sisterhood, like we mm-hmm. built this for you. That Thank was you cool. For
1: it was understated. And get out. Yeah. yeah, and it, they,
3: you get out, we all get out. Yeah. And
1: it's that they don't blatantly say it, which makes it that much
3: better.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I also like that because you have to think about it. The way that he describes, like the way the brain has been working this whole time, they're all kind of the same person. Yeah. To a certain degree, because well, that's what
3: you said before. Is yeah. Like it's still it, the same mind. It just he erases the memories. He
1: erases the memories and other things and upgrades the mind. So like the the base programming still basically the same. Yeah. Throughout all of them, so they're all kind of. It'd almost be like sisters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it really kind of works out. And it's
3: the same thing when humans get amnesia. Your personality is still there. You might not be able to remember your things, but you're still that person, like how amnesia works. So then with each model, the personality has been evolving. So those emotions that were created with the memories are still there. Yeah, absolutely. They just don't know why they have them.
1: Right. Um, But I want to talk about her... uh, the ultimate decision here and then we can move into like, the design of the movie. But oh, yeah. I want to talk about, because when I watch this movie, and feel free to disagree with me here, I think that, uh, I agree with what Oscar Isaac was saying, where she felt nothing for Dom Gleason the whole time and is just a means to an end to get out. Yep. Uh, some people say that, no, she probably actually liked Dom Huggleson, but she realized that at the end of it she just had
2: to cut the dead weight to get out. Yeah. No way. I, I think that there was never a decision. Her decision had been made before she met him for the first time.
3: Anyone that would ever treat her like a robot didn't deserve to yeah, live. Yeah, that's what I kept saying the whole time. Like, even if she did like him, or if any any sort of emotion she had towards him is negated by the fact that she wanted freedom. Yeah, she so she to cannot have hero. anyone that knows she's an AI. Yeah, like she yeah. just can't. He's a liability. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I don't think it was. I think the second that she saw him is a means. Like the second she saw him, she could tell that she, he wanted to bang her, and she's like, all right, I can use this to get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was never. I don't think anything more than that. Right. She was playing him from the beginning. I, I don't think that. The, I think the relationship was entirely one-sided. Dom Hogleason thought that he's getting this wonderful robot girlfriend, and that was the end of it.
3: I think she had a glimmer of remorse, just a glimmer, just because the way at the end of the movie, when she doesn't say, she doesn't completely like let him know that she's screwing him. But first, she said, she says, "Will you stay?" She she asks him a question. I think and then she's he still stayed. playing him. But then and also at the very end. When she's going up in the elevator, she looks at him like she does. She
1: looks in his direction. I don't think she's looking at
2: she him. She starts to. like. She just gives a very, I think this was one of the, the most uh, brilliant shots in the movie. Her eyes just kind of glance over ever so slightly just as the elevator door shuts. And so that's,
3: that's why I think she had a glimmer of remorse, but she, but that's not really in any like she actually like, had romantic feelings for him. Yeah. She just had a remorse that she had to kill another living thing to get her freedom. Like yeah, I, I
1: don't think it's, like, cold-hearted, like, she's like, I need to murder that fucker. No, I think it's no. just, like, I, he had to go.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. she was, he wasn't just a tool to her. She felt bad, because uh, she knew she he was another living thing.
1: I think she felt bad, like, oh, fuck, where'd my hammer go? Yeah. Doesn't yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it's more like, it's more like how you feel bad when you eat a chicken.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. chickens
3: are really cool, but also delicious. So,
1: like, you
2: yeah. feel bad for one sentence worth yeah. in your brain. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, uh, I guess I think that's sec- more, it's
3: more so when I eat a cow. I'm like, what purpose does a cow actually serve in life? <laughs> You're just Milk. for things to eat.
4: Um, if I'm not going to
3: eat you, the wolves are going to eat you. See, I agree more
4: in terms of your direction where there was no remorse. Because yeah, even yeah. though she's transcended to a more human form, I feel like the ultimate thesis that, that what makes us human is the empathy. Yeah, And yeah, since she shit. doesn't have it, She'll never be fully, human. like, I don't know, there was, I was reading no, more no. into it then. See, I, I think, think she is. I think, she think she that's the whole something.
1: story like, the Maria in the white and black room, or Mary yeah. in the white and black room. I mm-hmm. think the second she hits upstairs, she's human. Like, I yeah. I think she's the type of person where if it wasn't the fact that she has to find a way to charge herself every mm-hmm. now and then, she would totally forget she was a robot.
3: Yeah. like Because,
1: I mean, the first time you meet her, she's way more robotic than by the end of the movie. Like, the conversations between the two of them, she gets more and more human throughout mm-hmm. the entire thing.
0: Do you think that's on purpose, or do you think she was always that human? What th- do you think she's learning from having
3: another human around? I think
1: she's learning from having another human okay. around. Because the only person she interacted with was Oscar Isaac. And he had to keep her at a certain distance.
3: I mean, this is the part of being a child.
1: Yeah. If you only know one person your whole life, like, I think that he has to treat her as a thing the whole yeah. time. Like, yeah. She's not a person. So when Domhnall Gleeson comes and starts treating her as a person, she starts picking up on those, I think, immediately.
3: Yeah. It's like that whole psychology of if you tell a kid they're a dog their whole lives, they'll believe you. And, but then they'll become human when you start treating them as such.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I think the second Hall Gleason starts treating her as a human, because he sees her as a robot for the first glimpse he sees her, and after that he talks yeah. to her as a human the whole time. He still treats her as an inferior because she's a robot, yeah. which is why she, she treats him as it a away. tool. But, but it's, it's
3: totally part of the human condition of we're told the same thing our entire lives, we'll believe it until yeah. we, real, till we get our freedom.
1: Right. Um, let's talk about the design of the movie. Both Ava and the complex that they're in um Ava, there's not really much to say about that we didn't really, really talk about that. the the fact that it's really interesting that the one part they left completely exposed was the back of her head and her stomach um, yeah but once she starts becoming like more humanized i think it's kind of cool they still leave the neck visible like they still do enough where she's always robotic mm-hmm. um and i love the design of the robot like everything about it like it feels like it feels Thoughtful. realistic it feels yeah. like
4: something could be built like, there was a vision for it. Like yeah. I, I, when you see movies with robots, um, like even just the align, malign like iRobot, they make decisions that are very standard for robots. Yeah, and then doesn't... this is like, well, you're taking that concept of what you think like this kind of futuristic robot, but then you're making choices that reflect the theme. Yeah. Like the exposed. exposed ever-evolving brain the you know the mid like the Mm midriff to what you know sam you were saying earlier all those things kind of like there's conscious choice and deliberate deliberate decision making on that yeah which is really nice you don't get that with your basic robot movie
1: no and this one it felt like this felt like more like grounded sci-fi although it's very elevated obviously but it's felt like when you say i robot for example like those robots don't ever look like something would ever be a robot Mm
4: -mm. you would never buy that one would get human like become human in any sort of well play. that
1: and it's i never buy that they'd ever build that robot like right. just like, coming down to like why would you build this ridiculous murder machine whereas like when you look at this one it's like oh, i could see them building that yeah, yeah. and they really she's, model like the internal she's... like arms it looks like they're really building a human and i thought oh, that's yeah. what was really and cool she's still
3: about. fragile otherwise he would never have been able to break her arm
2: oh yeah, yeah. I, Which... I love the scene where they show her brain
1: yeah and i love that they you mentioned this um the brain they did kind of like a solar system. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. yeah, like when you're looking at the brain, it's a combination of what space might look like, and you can see the little microbes in it, like bacteria. Yeah. Like it was a fun little combo of that they in did of the Iron Man
0: three, where he like he shows her the universe. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's dumb,
3: but it's like, oh yeah, no, that that really is the most effective model for like creating. Yeah, like, totally. Thought processes. I was more impressed by the microbes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, it's like
3: the evolution of life coming from those tiny little aspects and then putting that into what looks like a galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's, I mean, and that's exactly like you could tell they were inspired by yeah. nature, which I think is where all the best scientific designs yeah. they probably come from. They
2: absolutely. did a really good job of making the that, that technology mirror nature.
1: Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, I want to talk about the the building they're in because I think, and then we can move in. like the hotel the that I really the, want to go yeah, stay it's at. A, where is the hotel? Norway. So, Norway.
0: We need to go stay there. Yeah. It reminded me so much of a former boss's house. Each. The design of it. Oh, yeah. I no. would never want us to live in a house that looked like a bunker. <laughs> well, I mean, his his was obviously like not bunker like, but yeah. just this, the very clean lines and like the okay. the sort of like ter- the windows though too. The floor to ceiling windows how, that kind of didn't lead anywhere. That was that was really creepy.
4: I definitely made a comment while watching movies like this is going to be an easy house to get lost in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would <laughs> yeah, sure. never survive in a house or like get this stuck just in. like or get the bathroom. How do I get yeah. out of the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I in someone else's room? Yeah.
2: There's definitely no sense of space that the audience ever gets, which I think kind of plays well to like even uh, Dominal Gleeson's character is overwhelmed by the space he's in, and so is the, the viewer.
1: See, I think they do a good job of making the upstairs, you kind of get an idea of that area. Yeah. You kind of get an idea when there's windows and stuff, you kind of get like, oh, this is kind of like a living room, it's the house, like that's what, and then as soon as you go down to the, the research lab, it's like, you have no idea where anything is. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely intentional. Uh, I like that, I mentioned this, and I'm not sure if Chewie agreed with me, but when I was watching it, like, you look at the walls, and like, the the thing that I like about this movie, and Chewie loved about it, was... That they actually let the walls just be a fucking wall. Because a lot of movies yeah. are like, put as much shit on that wall as no, possible. That,
3: I deal with that on a daily basis in every movie. Because the DPs are like, oh, this wall is boring. Let's put a picture on it. I'm like, that's and, nice. But, Learn how to light a bare wall, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll look wonderful. Just figure it out how to I do mean, it. I mean, outside of your
0: house, that's what most walls look like. There's so much shit on our <laughs> walls. Are,
4: we have like two, like, uh, two paintings up. I know we like paintings walls. per square foot. Yeah,
3: <laughs> my my art living space does not reflect my opinion on this. But when I'm working on a movie, <laughs> but there's plenty of times I don't want to put a picture there. But
4: well, well, what's great what, about this is that just it feeds into kind of the progression of technology because as things get more technology based and as that grows, design and raw art kind of become sparse. And it's yeah. nice how everything here is so sparse and it's allowed to be sparse, because the, the, the closer you get to the robot, to the technology, everything's just walls and doors. and like. But then once you're kind of in that first foyer, there's rocks, there's nature, there's, yeah. there's comfy, there's cozy. I wanna live in that part. Then you get down closer to the technological nexus and it's just blank.
0: Well, it also reflects a space where only one dude is living by himself. Yeah. yeah.
3: And also when you get into the rational needs sector, which is what this technology is, you don't need clutter. It's supposed to be clean and streamlined and straight.
4: Because yeah. all you need to open a door is just to be able to push it. Like, like it's very broken down into what's required, like you said. Which yeah. is very interesting It's interesting how subtly it weaves those in.
3: Until the power goes out, and then you're fucked.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of too bad. Poor Dama Hulgweison. I
3: don't feel bad for him. I
1: don't really either, but I do kind of at the same time. I
3: feel bad for him, like, again, a child. Because he is still very childlike himself. He says he's okay with the fact that his parents are dead, but you never believe that when people say that. Yeah. Well, That's just denial.
4: And I don't necessarily feel bad for him because of the, the creep factor, but there's also this thing, and like, also in horror short stories, where you're given enough manipulation to feel, like to relate to the character in such a way that when they are ultimately doomed in the ending, you're just like, oh. you, you kind of yeah. hurt, It hurts a little bit. And a lot of horror short stories, especially Stephen King ones, do that. Yeah. They, they, the, the creator forces you to get to kind of relate to the guy, and then boom. Out. It kind yeah. of
0: reminded me of, like, the guys... That, I don't know if you guys saw Under the Skin, the Scarlet yeah. oh, yes. movie. The guys being sucked into the black. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very similar to that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Th- this, these two movies would make such an excellent double feature. Yes.
1: Of just sadness and nudity. Yep. And women um. being
0: taken advantage of. <laughs> no, not taken... I mean, most of them are fighting
3: back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're all well, they're fighting, fighting yeah, the back, but ones. they're surrounded by men that are trying to take advantage of that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, welcome to real life, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: true. Uh, all right, so we should move into quotes, so we can eventually end this episode. time to find mine
3: well i already said mine can i say it again <laughs> of course oh
1: sure fine whatever i guess it's okay. i know it's not the one you chose well then yeah go for <laughs> it that sounds great hooray <laughs>
4: so
3: i just love it at the end when she looks at him with his you know maybe broken jaw after getting hit in the head with a weight and she just goes and be like will you stay and you don't know is it a question or is it a command right because mm-hmm. that's a great moment for her and his character because he's Used, and she's totally in control and yep. it's the first time the roles have been shifted.
2: And To he, me, it's a great moment. It's like, even <laughs> yeah. after all that's happened, he still thinks, oh, she's coming back for me. No. He's still the sad puppy dog. No,
3: she's saying, will you stay as in, I'm leaving you. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, you're fucked. But I'm yeah. still <laughs> giving
3: you the impression that you're in control because it's easier for you to actually do what I want then. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great moment.
1: Brian, <laughs> do you want to go? I'm, Sam just asked. I'm, I'm going to be nice. All
3: right, I, if, I'm, if I'm stealing yours,
0: but it's a scene that I want to talk about that we haven't yet
3: might be yours, honey. It's
1: probably mine. Okay, well then you can go. No, go ahead. I already Are said it. Are you sure? It. Yep, go for it. Are you sure? Yep.
0: Okay, because it's just when he says I'm going to tear up the fucking dance floor, dude.
1: <coughs> so close to mine, but it's not mine. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: Um, because that dance sequence is the most—it should have been so it's out It's the of most place, bizarre, but, he sells but wonderful. It so well, like, of course, this guy gets drunk and dances with a sex robot. Yeah. <laughs> of, course, of course, they have a choreographed dance. And I love oh that. She, that was the moment when I related to him most, because like, weirdly, <laughs> if I had a robot—I mean, not even a sex robot, just like a robot—I would totally coordinate dances with it, and like,
3: I just love her <laughs> in that scene because it's wonderful for her character, which we haven't talked about her character. The Asian sex doll. But um, the
1: problem is like as much as I'd love to spend as much the whole podcast talking about her, we just don't have to She's talk. the
3: saddest person in the movie because she can't. She literally has no control because she can't talk. But I like to think about that actress during that scene, and be like, "Don't smile," because she's the, her whole character, the entire movie is so like deadpan straight yeah. face, and she has to do that entire dance sequence without even smirking. Yeah. Like. They did that multiple times. Yeah. Absolutely. I would love to see the outtakes for that sequence. Yeah. <laughs> they, had, they hired a choreographer and everything. Yeah. Uh, like. That's so
1: good. <laughs> um, my line is also from that scene, but not that line. It's where Dum Hall Gleason's trying to get her to find out where he went. And he just walks in the room and is like, I told you you were wasting your time talking to her, dude. But you wouldn't be wasting your time if you were dancing with it." <laughs>
4: that's a good line. And it speaks to your to earlier conversation about uh, Oscar Isaac. He delivers that line in a way that's very humorous. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, like, subtle humor. Like, he's got that line reading that's perfect for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
3: In that moment, his character knows he's being ridiculous, but he doesn't give a fuck because yeah. he's just so drunk he doesn't like, know we're going to dance time now motherfucker <laughs> and I'm good at this too I'm a genius I'm a jock and I'm a dancer
1: and how Dumbhog Lisa didn't know that she was a
4: robot at that scene is kind of fucked up like yeah. come on man he just Her, said we're dancing together she automatically responds to the
2: music like yeah. how do you
4: not process that hey I bet she's not human. Yeah. She's programmed. But that
2: kind of tells you that his character isn't uh, that good towards women from the beginning. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and I think it speaks to the fetishization of Asian women too among Absolutely. that particular community.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> like,
0: it was that whole scene was just so gross Oh, and yeah. so perfect.
4: Oh, yeah. oh man. Alright, I'll go next. Go go for um <laughs> it's kind of a longer it's kind of a longer quote, but I like the thought and the implication of it. And it's when they're in front of that Jackson Pollock painting. Mm. And uh, he's like, uh, Nathan's like, I'm Kirk. Your head's the warp drive. Engage intellect. <laughs> what if Pollock had reversed the challenge? What if instead of making art without thinking, he said, you know what? I can't paint anything unless I know exactly why, am I, why I'm doing it. What would have happened? And then Caleb's like, he never would have made a single mark. And I like that. Yeah. Because that's a very, that's kind of a damning thing against a lot of creative people who get really stuck. Mm-hmm. They're So we're all, myself included, very focused on that final output being very meticulous, vision-oriented to our detriment if yeah. we're we're thinking too much about it instead of just doing. You know, it was a very it was a very nice little set of commentary. It is, it's a good one. In a movie that's full of it already, but it was just a nice little moment that made me sit back and be like, I already like this movie for this quote, if nothing else was good. Like <laughs> that quote would have just saved the whole thing. You know, if if right, the movie yeah. had been bad, but I like what it says.
2: Yeah. Uh so I'm gonna make I'm my quote's not gonna be from Nathan <laughs> from Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> Actually John, your quote kind of only was half him and yeah. my even quote though, was from Ava. Oh, that's right. You're right. So I have another Ava quote too. My favorite delivery from her, my favorite line is when uh, in the end we see some footage that uh, uh, Caleb has been watching without audio and Nathan turns up the audio for him and he's like leaning into Ava and talking to her and she just, in the middle of his, his monologue, she just goes, isn't it strange to have created something that hates you? And it's like the first moment where I know that the AI is self-aware and she really hates him.
1: Which is (gasps) totally
3: understandable. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: But the whole time you think that maybe he's programmed these robots to love him because he is their father figure, but nope. She hates well, the time. moment
3: we create intelligence that can think on its own, I'm pretty certain it's going to hate us. We're not going to get a C-3PO.
2: <laughs> nope. Aww.
3: I'm so excited for our robot overlords. <laughs> I'm
2: they're going to listen to this podcast and I'd, praise me. I'd
4: meet
3: Ava, and I'd just be so jealous. I love you, <laughs> like,
4: robots. <laughs> robots, you're all cool with me. I'm yeah, robots. Same, yeah. I, I see you as people.
3: I have the gonna same feeling to towards this robot. as I have when people say they're excited for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I'm like, you say that, but the moment it happens... You're not going to be having fun. <laughs>
4: I'm okay with you?
3: that. I also am the first person that... Like,
4: zombie dance party.
0: No, I mean, I'm the first person if the zombie apocalypse happened, I'd be like, cut me up and eat me. I'm out. You know, but, like the robots, I, like they're just going to do such a better job, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> uh, so we should move into the review system, which I, right. I'm trying to keep these easier so they don't take an hour to do. Uh, <laughs> so today's just going to be movies with robots in them. Really big. Any movie with robots. Ooh, there's so many. Uh, There's so many. I know, there's There's so many. Oh, shoot. Uh, I'm gonna go first. Thank you. Uh, I'm going with My Giant. Not My Giant. Iron Giant. My Giant is a robotic actor who sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Very different. Very different movie. Iron Giant. Um, And I'm going with Iron Giant strictly just because I love the shit out of both movies, but I can try to relate them a little bit. Uh, I like that it's a movie where a boy, essentially, falls in love with something that can... horribly kill him and it's it'd be nice if the robot reciprocated his love like he did in iron giant but i like that it, it really kind of came down to like the robot needed to do what it needed to do and in iron giant he needed to save the boy and in this one she just needed to free herself but i like that it's still just kind of like both the boys in this dumb Gleason and the child in iron giant needed to understand that the robot is its own entity before it can actually let it kind of be what it is Because in the beginning of Iron Giant, the kid's like, I got a pet robot. Check how cool I am. But by the end of it, they're friends. And this one's kind of like, ah, look at that girl robot thing. I want to fuck that robot. And oh, (laughs) God, she's her own thing. And I like that that realization that both of these kind of have of like, no, they're their own thing. And they're going to do what they need to do. So that's mine.
2: Cool. I'll go next. Uh, I'm, mine's going to be really simple. I'm going to go with 2001, A Space Odyssey. I think another classic sci-fi. I mean, obviously, Ex Machina just came out and yes. probably will not hold up as, as long as 2001 has. It'd be but, tough
1: to go as long as 2001. Man,
2: I love, I just love the robot overlords, the AI <laughs> that takes control. And in both movies, they're AIs that you think are good guys at the beginning and mm-hmm. kind of turn on their own creator. I love it.
1: Oh, hell is such a... Oh. <laughs>
2: Fun fact for our listeners, you know how it was named uh, because each letter is one more in the alphabet than IBM. Oh, that kind of works. They were making commentary on the computer overlords. <laughs>
3: um, I haven't watched this movie in a really long time, and I need to rewatch it, but I'm going to try to tie it into this pretty nicely, I think. I don't know. Uh, Flight of the Navigator.
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Movie. I, seen
3: that. <laughs> I love that movie as a child. Um, and from what I remember of the movie, it's about a boy getting abducted by an AI, essentially. He's
1: an alien robot.
3: He's an alien robot. Yeah. He's, he's artificial, and he's from space. But he's collecting bio samples. Yeah. So it's kind of a flip on this. Creepy. Where we, like in Flight of the Navigator, we're the science experiment, and they're the super intelligent thing Mm -hmm. and it just kind of i loved that movie as a child i thought it was great like it was my like if i could go into space and this was the robot i got to be with it would be so much fun
1: (laughs) (laughs) would it really be that much fun hanging out with paul rubens all day
3: yes it would be (laughs) totally would be and all the little creatures in the spaceship oh yeah i like the little (laughs) one that hugs his thumb (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of like the romantic idea of what you think an ai would be about something like it can be your buddy and stuff and it was a great little fantasy yeah which is what Gleason's character thought he was going to get, essentially, except he was going to get his you know, sexy right. female fantasy.
2: Right. But in the end, it turned out the humans were the science experiment, yeah. after all. Yeah,
3: where it's, it's not going to work out the way you want it to work out, <coughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: and everyone's going to try to destroy you.
2: Yep.
4: All right, well, I'll go next. It's a li- I'm, once again, going to try to pick something a little outside the box, not necessarily based off of the quality of the film, but uh, by Centennial Man with Robin Williams.
2: Interesting. Definitely and, not, based not based on the I quality Definitely not based on the quality, movie. the movie is
4: pretty generic. But it, you know, deals with the robot and humanity thing that I'm actually kind of a sucker for, regardless of quality. I'll still watch them, like I will watch horror films. But it's it's interesting how the feelings I feel toward like Robin Williams' character, you, like you feel like you start to lose, like you start to think of him as human by the end. And when it ends, you're like kind of bummed. I it's been a while since I've seen it, but there's that feeling, that sense of getting lost in. You lose the idea that he's the robot. Mm-hmm. And there was that same feeling, especially for us with, you know, Ava as we're losing kind of the connection like we, we think she's a robot at the beginning but then we lose that and we kind of get really wrapped in her as a human by the end so it's kind of that journey and that's more of what kind of i saw the connection as like they do they both both movies do a good job of making you kind of lose track of that character's humanity like yeah. in terms of like you kind of get lost like oh hey he's actually a cool guy wait no he's a robot no you know you kind of get lost in that and i Okay. So That's works, cool works better than I
1: thought it was going to. Because
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really hate that movie. But. Yeah, no, it's not it's not a it's not a good movie, but like I liked like I felt the same way watching both in terms of those yeah. characters. Yeah, so. that totally works.
0: Um, I'm gonna go with the world's end because a bunch of robots leave a bunch of shitty white dudes in the lurch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, perfect. Uh, nice. That was the best way to end that. Yeah. <laughs> well I was also perfect. gonna
3: bring up toys and uh, Joan Cusack's character—how uh, would oh. she do during the Turing contest?
1: Yeah, that's Or pretty. Turing test. Turing test, whatever.
3: Yeah. She'd do pretty well, and you totally didn't know Joan Cusack was an AI until the very end. Yeah. And then you felt really sad that he never had a real sister.
1: Mm. Unless you hated the movie like I did. I wish. Stop that. hating
3: toys.
4: You been. hate toys? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I've never seen that. It. It's really boring. Don't. I'll watch
3: lend it, it to okay. you. You you I was just talking about it. toys in general. Oh, I
1: like toys in general. Yeah, I okay, good. Toys. We, ha- we have to clarify like for our more obvious
4: Brian also obvious fun. Listeners.
3: You have to remember that.
1: I love fun, just not shitty movies. Um, I was talking
3: about the band. Oh, I hate that band.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I love all kinds of fun except
1: the
3: music band. Except
0: for
2: fun, period. <laughs> yeah. I like open-ended fun. You, yeah. know you, <laughs> you know who doesn't
4: like open-ended fun? Tony. <laughs> Sorry, call out to the previous Woo! episode. Yeah. I love nice. it digs Tony. That's great. Love
1: you, Tony. Uh, okay, so uh, immediately after this recording today, we're doing a special bonus episode, which we will not find out about until it drops, but I will mention it now that there is a bonus episode coming out this week, either the same day this drops or the day after this drops. Yeah.
2: Um, My request.
1: Yes, it was a request by Ryan, and be filled by everybody else. Um, it'll be a long, people, it'll be actually be a little bit of a long episode, but I'm sure you'll all enjoy it, because it's yep. going to be a lot of fun. You better uh, enjoy it. Yeah. So there will be uh, there'll be the bonus episode coming up, and then uh, next week we're doing our final uh, James Bond battle. So stay tuned okay. for both of these episodes coming up, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited for both of them. I was yeah. gonna
2: sing the, the jingle too, but I was afraid in my head that I would that Mission Impossible would come out instead. And that's usually <laughs> all I go for. Yeah. This
4: this a fan fan for
1: Ethan
3: Hunt finally teams up with James.
2: Bond. Oh my god! They be be had their chance. They did in all sorts of fan fiction.
4: They did in all sorts of fan fiction.
1: Okay, so with that, I'm gonna say thank you to Sam for coming out again. You're welcome. Um, thank you for Ryan for being here. Yes, as you have been almost always right now. Um, John and Chewie and Chewy Franklin for coming back from quitting all your jobs to do this. You look so annoyed that I'm even thanking you for being in the episode. She Thanks so for so much, much more to, to say. say. Okay, <laughs> so bye. 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 We'll love and we'll say yeah, we got love